Hey, what's going on? John W. Davis and Pavi here. You're watching The Spark Report. Hopefully you'll be able to listen to it later as well. But what's going on, Pav? How you feeling, man? I'm good, man. How you feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Training camp has started for the WNBA. Most of the players are down in the bubble. We've started good. to find out who is not there. So I feel mm -hmm. good. Yeah, likewise, likewise, likewise. I mean, season, I guess sports are coming back pretty soon, which is um, exciting. Um, yeah, it's cool. It's I, th cool. I, I consider them back now. Yeah, um, I think it'd be very interesting to see the content that comes from both leagues, but the WNBA as well. Um, I think that it's a great time for them to show their personalities um, and market themselves. Um, I think that obviously there's going to be some interest about what's going on just because everybody's in one concentrated place. And it's kind of like a, a mystery to people of like what's going on there. So mm -hmm. I think it's a great time for the players, you know, market themselves, you know, build brands, you know, build a YouTube page, build, you know, something on, you know, um, IG, you know, maybe do some. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I think TikTok just got banned, but I don't know. Do something with TikTok. Well, because they are the only ones that can really take us inside the wubble. Exactly. Exactly. Like, yeah. I call it the wubble. It's the WNBA bubble, the single site, but I call it the wubble. Trying to have a little fun with it. But they're the only ones that can take us inside the wubble. So, you know, exactly. you and I, we're not there. Exactly. So um, I think it's a great opportunity for them um, as singular entities and also a great opportunity for, for, you know, their sport. Like there's not much else going on right now. It's not really new, new, you know, new um, TV shows. I mean, you know, baseball will be back, but, you know, the people who watch baseball, all the people who watch baseball, basketball. But like right. I said, there's not many new TV shows. So this is something that I think can drive interest. And the great thing, great thing about the WNBA is they get a whole week head start on the NBA. Like they're playing a weekend before the NBA plays. And then they're going to play into that week. And then the NBA is going to play. So they have maybe two, three games head start. And like they're going to be the first official pro basketball. I know the TBT tournament is on right now. I'm enjoying watching it because I see some of the former players from certain colleges that I went to, like Syracuse and Central Michigan and, and people that I follow from that. But even still, a total professional basketball league is, is taking it to another level. And I think that's what the WNBA can do when they start up on the weekend of July 24th. I agree with you. I agree with you. And, and like I just said, I think it's a great opportunity for, for the players themselves. Um, I think that last year um, it's probably one of the better seasons in um, league history uh, as far as just marketing. Um, you know, like even when I was going on social media, like you would you would at least see something from the WNBA every day. Or at least somebody would mm -hmm. be talking about the WNBA. Even if they were talking about how much they don't like it, they still talk about it. Oh, they love talking about they don't like they it. They don't like it. But like, at least I don't know why. I don't well, like what is why does it make you feel good to say you don't like it? I mean, you know, people love saying people love to tell people how much they don't like things. But but why? Because people want to have an opinion and people want to have a voice. Okay. And people want people to agree with them. But regardless, though, like, I just yeah. think that last year was 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 a step in the right direction for the um, league. And I mm -hmm. actually think having them on, you know, one neutral site can be kind of fun. I mean, obviously, you don't want that every year, but you right. know, this year it can be kind of fun. And like it's like said, a tournament. Yeah, it's like a tournament. It's like one big um, AAU tournament. Yeah, it's like one big AAU tournament. It's like one big summer league. So I'm excited about it. And for certain players, for older players in the league, who can just start talking about Candace Parker. Like Candace Parker won. Let me go through the thought process of Candace Parker being in the bubble. You know who encouraged Candace Parker to play in the bubble? Who? Her daughter. Mm, dope. That's who said, I want to see you play basketball. And her daughter is in the bubble with her. 
or in the wobble with her. She wants to see her play basketball. The other good thing about it for Candace Parker, a player like that, it was always hard on her to travel. So she doesn't have to travel for two, three months. Yeah. And if she's healthy, like she might be cooking on the court yeah, more like games they, than not. Yeah, they don't have the best travel accommodations, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Travel in general is hard in general. Like, no matter right, travel is hard, hard in general. But they definitely don't have the best travel accommodations. So them so, all being in one neutral site yeah. um, and not having to move around too much, I think it should it should it should level the playing field when it comes to play a lot. You know, because last year we would say, oh, is it a road game? Well, they probably gonna lose that one because they mm-hmm. might have got in and had to like take a bus to way right. somewhere else, didn't go somewhere. Now there's no excuses. I think it levels the playing field. Nobody should be tired from you know traveling anything like that. Um, so yeah, I think that it levels the playing field kind of sort of for everybody more so than it has been in previous years. There's literally three ways to travel now. You can either walk, ride in a golf cart, or you take a bus to the arena. Facts. That's it. Facts. It's simple. It's Facts. simple. So, and then the other good thing about it is, you know, these players who have children, they're with their children all the time. You know, there's no disruption in that. These players that have spouses, they're with their spouses all the time. There's no disruption in that. So that's another benefit too. Like, like they honestly got the best of everything right now. If you can play basketball, you don't have to travel, and you can see your child or your wife every night. I mean, what else you really or husband, want? Or husband, or husband. Or husband. Or husband. But what else do you really want? I mean, you I mean you could like want to go out to a restaurant and go go out go out to eat. I Uber say, eats. I wouldn't say yeah, but it's not the same as going out to eat. I wouldn't say the best of everything, but I will say that I think the league they did, can make the best of the circumstances. Yes, yes. I think the league did the best they can considering the um circumstances to best accommodate the players mm-hmm. and um, you know, not completely just isolate them from everybody and everything um that they love for two, three months to go play basketball. I think they tried to make it, you know, inclusive and make it feel as homely as they possibly could. I think it's also important to acknowledge that some people did not have the proper accommodations that they wanted right in the beginning and some people did i mean there was three different options there were like two hotel style options and then there was the villas first of all i just want to say this anytime i've traveled internationally i've always had more fun when we've stayed in a home as opposed to a hotel so if you was asking me always choose the villa over the hotel yeah, so I, I don't know why you picked the hotel. Like, yeah, I know I you want to be by yourself and you want your own room, but like a villa, a house yeah, with bedrooms and a kitchen. Like, I want to cook my own food. Like, I'm grown. I want my own bathroom. Like, I want to feel like I'm at home. I mean, I just like the word villa. I think villa. <laughs> no, nah, like villa. Yeah, yeah. Like villa has just more space and like a hotel. Like, even if you didn't know the difference between a villa and a hotel, and somebody said you can choose to live in a villa or a hotel, what you gonna choose? Okay, now see, one thing depends on like how which which hotel. If you had to choose between the word staying in a villa I'm gonna stay or a villa. hotel, you go stay in a villa. It just sounds better. Villa just sounds a little bit better. Like, <laughs> villa sounds like I have a backyard. There might right. be some water involved. I'm gonna stay in a villa. Mm-hmm. So that that's just my opinion on it. But I understand that some of them seriously. I understand that some of them did not have, you know, 
the proper accommodations in the beginning. They didn't like how one of the laundry rooms was looking, some of the rooms, some of the food accommodations. But I also understand that WNBA commissioner Kathy Engelbert was literally on the phone herself into the night fixing things. So they have an advocate there. And so I, I think that's good. I think they have an advocate. I don't think anybody ever said it was going to be 100% perfect. But if somebody is going to consider what you're saying and listen to you, and I don't want to say bend over backwards, but make those accommodations and make those corrections for you as soon as they humanly possibly can, then I think you go forward and you just go with that. And then if you ever in a situation like this in the future, always choose the villa. The villa. <laughs> always choose the villa. But all right, so we titled this episode. And if you're watching right now on MLG Highlights or Hoops and Brews, we want you to like and uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, drop a comment in the chat. Let us know what you think, because we want to know what your predictions are for the WNBA bubble and this season. So I want to start with that. But before you get into any prediction about the wobble or the season, you have to acknowledge some of the more recent players who we know are not playing. We already heard that. Chrissy John Tolliver Cleo, and Shanae and Natasha Cloud and John Quill Jones weren't playing. But now we're hearing that Liz Cambage of the Aces is not which going wasn't to play. Jogging, which wasn't, no, it wasn't. wasn't which I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think she was gonna play. Um yeah, I wasn't gonna be yeah, surprised if she didn't. Oh, yeah, I would I would I would I would have been more like shocked if she did play. Okay, why so? I think that I'm not, and this is not saying she doesn't love basketball because obviously she plays and she she plays basketball professionally. She loves basketball, but I think that she has bigger dreams out. And things mean more to her outside of basketball. I just couldn't see her, you know, going down to Orlando and just locking herself in the bubble for two to three months. That just don't seem like something Liz would do. Mm-hmm. Like Liz has a big personality. She wants to be free. She wants to go out and live her life. And I don't think that that's something that she would have wanted. She's not going to come all the way from Australia. To go sit in Orlando to sit in the bubble for two, three months. That just don't seem like something Liz would do, in my personal opinion. No, I, I agree with that. You know, we always talk about how, you know, she's a DJ, she's a model, she has all those other interests, like you mentioned. So that just don't seem like something that she would do to me. Yeah. I would have been more shocked if she actually did play. Like I was, I was I was just waiting for her to say, like, I'm not playing. And then also, you know, we have somebody with that is diagnosed with Lyme disease, Elena Deladon. We know that. She has a What's medical happening with that? What's happening with it's a constant yeah. thing she has to battle. You don't you're not cured of Lyme no, disease. No, I'm saying like because I don't think she 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 has to say if she is or isn't playing yet. No, 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 no. This is what it is. Elena Deladon and Tina Charles are both in a medical evaluation procedure. And basically the WNBA is trying to see if their medical histories will allow them to be paid this season to not play. Because there's an independent panel of doctors who can look at your health history and say that you are at a heightened risk of coronavirus and you will be paid to not play this season. So that's what they're waiting on. So it doesn't sound like Deladon or Tina Charles are going to play regardless, but they're just trying to see if they're going to be paid. And if they're paid, then they count against the cap. So then the Mystics will have to constantly roll with 10 players. And then if something else happens, then... If they go below 10, they can get the hardship accepted. There's just so many different yeah. you know, things that come to it. But I don't expect Liz Campage to play. I don't expect Deladon to play. I don't expect Tina Charles to play. And this just knocks down the Mystics even more. This is the 2019 
defending champions. The Mystics are a wreck, but when we talk about MVP, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, all of those things, I think that they are going to have some strong candidates in those, even though I don't see the Mystics as a championship contender. Name the right candidates now. you name, name the uh, candidates. That you you ready for it? Let's go. Okay, so we have MVP, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, six woman, and most improved. Those are the categories that those are the awards you get, other than the fact that you can make all oh, WNBA yeah. first team, second team, and all WNBA first team, second team defensive. So MVP, so Deladon is the reigning MVP. She's out. Jonquil Jones is not playing. Liz Cambage is not playing. I've seen some people say Asia Wilson for MVP. That's a that's 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 probably a uh, probably a safe pick. Asia. That's not my pick though. Who yours? Because the Wizards play so fast, and the Wizards are just going to try to ball and shoot as many threes as they can with the players they have. The Mystics play so fast. The Mystics. I'm gonna say Emma Meeseman. I knew you were gonna say Emma. Not that I'm a. A fan of Emma Meeseman or anything like that. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's not a bad. I mean, if you look at what she did in the finals, she was the best player in the finals last year. Like yeah, she is going to be their only. Finals. She's going to be their only player with significant height on the team. Their only six-five player. The player that can play inside and out. The player that they can plug into Elena Deladon situations. Not that she is the same player. She is our own person, but. If you're talking about a person that's going to get high usage, who's going to be able to play as many minutes as she wants to play, take as many shots as she wants to shot, get shots, and you win MVP by getting stats. Facts. Yeah, of course. Like, it's a statistical award. Yeah. It's not the best player. It's the most valuable. And most of the time, most valuable is judged as the highest scoring, highest rebounding player. And I think that can be Emma Meeseman. I can yeah. see Asia Wilson, but I can also see – you know who I honestly I can see? Ooh. If she's going to be locked in. And we're only talking about 22 games. This is the Spark Report. This is the Spark Report. She's a two-time MVP. Look, man. Look, if Giannis Antetokounmpo was not playing in the NBA this year, LeBron James would be the MVP. Who is okay. the LeBron James or who was the LeBron James of the WNBA? Candace Parker, but I, look, man, look, I don't think twenty-two no, games. No, look, no, look, because in that, in that, in that um scenario, I think Neca would have a better season. I just think Neca would have a better season. De for what I mean, offensively it might be even, but defensively is where I think Neca would have the edge. So I think that Neca would, 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 would have a better season. I just think Neca at this point in time is the better player. I'm gonna go out on. I mean, she is the president. I mean, Neca. Honestly, Neca is the real MVP. Of the WNBA because NECA helped lead the CBA NECA to get is like all the Chris the salary Hall. increases. Okay. I think I think she's more than that. I mean, I would just because Chris, Chris Paul, Paul ever been MVP? No, he should have been, but no, he Chris Paul ever won a championship? No, he is not. Chris I was just Paul never won. Like I, I was, I was saying that as far as like just um elder statesman. Elder well, statesman, well, well, but I, I don't think we can say that because I don't know. What the the I don't know if NECA would appreciate being called the Chris Paul of the NBA because I don't know their relationship. Because there's there's a little question if um Chris Paul and 
the NBA Players Association has done enough to support the win, the WNBA Players Association. Fair. So there's a question with that. And I think the answer to that would be no. I don't think they historically have done enough to uh, support WNBA. No, I do not. Because we see individual players do it. We see individual players come to the game, but as a whole. Collective, yeah. Yeah, as a collective. I don't know what their union dues are, but, bro, they could all all donate five minutes. If they all donated one quarter paycheck, one quarter, not even a game check, one quarter. So what would that be? One, like one, basically one four hundredth of their paychecks that would transform the WNBA. I mean, you know, people are not going to offer up free money, but <laughs> I do think that at the very least, they could pay more attention to it and try to bring mm-hmm. more awareness to it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think, I mean, and it's, it's not saying none of them do because some of them do. Um, but I think as a collective, I don't think that they um, bring the attention. I mean, for one, like I said, it's basketball. I don't think that they bring the attention to their sisters um, as much as they should, in my opinion. Well, I will say that, too. I agree with that. But the NBA was in a sweet spot until Kobe Bryant died because they had Kobe Bryant as the advocate because Kobe Bryant was it was Kobe and Gigi like they were the women's basketball advocates. And so the NBA could kind of just sit back, come to a game, sit courtside bring their daughters and that was about it but now they need to step up because there is no kobe kobe was the best women's basketball advocate they don't have kobe anymore so now it's time for the current players to step up yeah but even when you saw him sitting courtside for the most part that was at sparks games like if you go around the the league i don't know how many of them they went to the aces games too okay to vegas yeah that's about all I can call. Exactly. Like there are more teams and more markets, and also there are more NBA teams in those markets. Now, yes. now with this cat, cat, cat would go to the um Minnesota games. I like saw that mm-hmm. a couple times. I saw D book pull up at like some some um Mercury games, but still those are singular entities. Um, you don't really see it as like a group collective thing. Now, granted, all these guys may not live, you know, um in those markets, you know, in the in, off um, season. Yeah, off season. Some of them probably right. live in LA, which is why you see so many of them putting. I mean, are like at those. At, at I mean, there was there was a point in time where you know at the uh, Spars game you would see a different player every week, maybe mm-hmm. like every game pull up. Sometimes multiple ones. I remember one game right. where like Rondo and like Demar pulled up. You yep. know, I remember one Trey game, Young and Montrez. Trey Young and Trez pull up. I remember one game. Uh, Jaron Jackson, Theo Pinson, and I think it was Karis Levert pulled up. Yeah. Um. So I think in like LA. Um, you see it a lot just because it's LA, but I mean, we, we need it in all in all of the markets. Mm-hmm. But so, again, but again, I think it will get better with time. I do. I think so it will if, get better with time. So if Emma Misaman is my too early MVP, I'm gonna give you mine. And then Candace Parker, who is yours? Sabrina. <laughs> Back on this again, nah, Sabrina. I'm serious. She nah, gonna get Rookie of the Year. But look, look, if Candace Parker can come in and get MVP. And Ricky the year. Why can't why can't Sabrina? Why can't Candace she? Parker was six four and could dunk? Okay, and she dunked in two straight she games. Triple doubles. She getting triple doubles and pulling up from. She basically. got triple doubles. She She's got not triple getting doubles. triple doubles. How do you know? What if she the does? Season hasn't started yet. What if she does? Come out here and do basically replicate college. What if she does? She literally she literally was a part of a team that beat the USA. Why can't That's she? True. And isn't um, Asia Durst sitting out the season as well? 
Yes, she is. So that's free. Thank you. So that so that frees up some more shots for her. She's gonna get basically every single shot attempt she wants. For one, because she has the ball. She's not that, that type of player, though. Like she doesn't that, just hold the ball. That, but at the same time, with the hype that she has coming in, I think whoever is managing the Liberty will be smart to give her the ball, give her the keys, <laughs> and say, do what y'all want to do. Bruh. So if I had to pick a sleeper, I would say Sabrina. If I had to pick a natural pick, I would probably stay safe and say Asia. If I had to pick okay. a natural pick, stay, stay safe and say Asia. Um, okay. I, I, think we, I mean, I mean, I even think last year, before she got hurt, she was in a conversation. But then she got the yeah. high angle sprain, and you know she was basically sidelined for basically like a month. And her months. rookie season, she was close to MVP. Yeah, um, and Liz isn't going to be there, so that frees up right. at least ten shots a game. So I mean, she could realistically average what twenty two, maybe. Um, right, and this will make Asia Wilson more efficient. I don't think it makes the Aces a better team. I don't think you can ever be a better team when you're dropping a six eight player off because. You're losing the depth, but the fact that they can now start Asia Wilson and De'Erica Hamby together, which was their best pairing, like the Aces were better when it was Hamby and Wilson or Hamby and Cambage than Cambage and Wilson. Because I think it just gives them more space on the court. Right. Space on the court just improves. Like if this was WNBA 2003, that would be great. But I think mm-hmm. that, you know, with this new league and, and again, I think teams will try to replicate what uh, the Mystics did last year, considering that the Mystics are the champions. And well, the Aces do, can't because they don't shoot like that. They can't, but I feel like they Bill can Lambeer it, doesn't care about three points like that. They like can that. guard it better than what they could have they had. They can. They can. But that, that surprises me that Bill Lambeer doesn't really care about three-pointers like that when he was one of the first three-point shooting big men ever. He was one of the most versatile players of his era. Yeah, but even him, he wasn't taking – like, how many was he taking a game? Two. Two. But that was only because that's how they played. But if he played now, he'd take as many as he wanted, and he probably would make close to 40%. Would he? Yeah. If no, he practice, heightened awareness, I think now, so. Now, now, look, I think Bill and Beer can shoot. And even when I, you know, look back on it, it's, I, I, I 1,000% agree with you. I mean, even the game I was watching, uh, what was it, game – Game two of the nineteen ninety finals didn't like Bill Lambert hit like the game tying shot that like sent the game into like overtime and then like hit another shot. I mean they lost that game, but it was just like Bill Lambert hit like three big threes in that game. Yes, he can shoot. Yeah, he, no, she's a shooter. He but, probably still can shoot, but he's still stuck in that time period, which is yeah. you know because he's well he's also stuck in the fact that when he was at his height. As a WNBA coach, he coached the Detroit Shock, and they won strictly off defense and just intimidating other teams, and because they had a better four or five than everybody in the league. And even still then, it was more traditional basketball, like you said. But, okay, so my rookie of the year pick is Sabrina Ionescu. Sabrina. I don't see how she does not win rookie of the year with everything you've mentioned because she's going to have the usage. She's going to have the ball in her hands. They have another guard who she can play off of, Leisha Clarendon, so she can play off the ball and get some baskets that way. They still have Kia Nurse. No, they don't have Asia Durr, but they're going to get up and down, and they're going to shoot threes. And so I don't see how she's not rookie of the year. Now, I will say her teammate, Satsu Sabali, who was her teammate at Oregon. On Dallas? 
on Dallas, now, now look, I don't, again, because I think Sabrina would have to literally come in and underperform to get it. But I do think uh, 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 Sadu can make it a race. I do. I think she could come in and actually make it a a legitimate race. She's a. I think, I think maybe stylistically she can make it a race, but not statistically. Because Satu Sabali will have to depend on Mariah Jefferson and Ty Harris and Arike, um, Arike to give her the ball to shoot and score and make an impact. Like, Arike is still going to be the highest scorer on the wings. Yeah, you. Arike is still going to get the most shots. And they're still going to offensively be structured around her when it comes to plays. Now, Satu can get three, four easy buckets. The thing about Satu is that when I look at her game, she's not somebody that you just have to, like, spoon-feed buckets. You can't no, you don't. Ball and, you know, kind of expect her to figure something out. You, you don't, don't have to spoon-feed her the whole time. I also, I also expect the Wings to have one of the largest rotations in the league because they, they have so many versatile players. Like I was looking at their roster going down it, and they still have Astu Du from they got from the Sky last year, who at first I didn't think really had much to her game, much range. But then I look back on it, and I'm like, yo, she can shoot from the outside. So they have so many versatile players. They still got Katie Lou Samuelson. Shout out Marina, which I'm happy she's somewhere where she right. probably get a better chance to play. They got Marina Mabry as one of the – Marina Mabry, honestly, Marina Mabry is one of the only players on the team that's six feet and under. That's how much height and versatility they have. They also have Bella Allery that they drafted out of Princeton with the fifth pick. So they have players, and they have so many people that they're going to have to give a lot of people looks. And I think Satu will get time, but I don't see where Satu is getting – you know, the 30-some minutes you need or the 30-some minutes in comparison that Sabrina Ionescu is going to get when you look at the stats. Like, Sabrina's stats are just going to be so much better which is why because I you're going to have so MVP. much more usage. But now I, I don't see MVP, man. though. I think, I, I, think, I, think, I think if she can come in and raise the Liberty, get the Liberty to the playoffs, you know, maybe get them to be in, like, the four, fifth seed, and she has a in, and she has an incredible season and she is worth the hype that she received, I think she can win MVP or come – or come pretty close to it. But the problem with that is, is how is she MVP when Emma Mieseman is going to be averaging 20 and 10? And then you'll probably have somebody on Seattle that's averaging 18 and 9 and 5. Okay, like, how, but, how are you MVP okay, over those teams? Okay, but what if Sabrina comes in and averages 22, 7 and 7? Then she's MVP. I mean, so I, if you're I, telling me Sabrina, I mean, Sabrina, didn't, Sabrina didn't even average that many points in college, so that's the thing. I mean, most she's not average. that much. She's not that much of a scorer. I mean, yeah, but most people don't she's average balance in that. So she, I can see her averaging like twelve points, points, bro. Six rebounds and like points, and like seven she's assists. Have, she's gonna have one twelve points, bro. She got twelve points. She gonna have one twelve points. She's gonna minimum get you to about 17, 18. She gonna have way one twelve points. Twelve points is not enough. That ball is going to be in her hands a lot. She's going to average more than 12 points. She's going to be passing to a lot of shooters, though. So, so she's going to average like eight assists. I think so, I think, I think, her usage rate should be sky high. And if it's not sky high, then you're not using her correctly, in my humble opinion. So you're just going straight out the gate, just James Harden her. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> what see. else you got to lose, right? Yeah, I guess so. 
They literally talk about her like she the rebirth of women's basketball. I don't care about they talk about her. Who is they? Who is they? You keep the saying the whole world. The whole world. Yo, do I talk about her like that? You don't. But the do whole you talk world about her like that. Yeah, actually, yeah, actually, yeah. Actually, the, the things I seen her do, like literally, she was not granted, not granted. It granted, she was on the team that had the first, second pick, but yeah. she was a part of the team that beat America. They beat she was America. on the team with the first and second pick and uh, the ninth pick. They beat America though, and she was pulling up from half court. They beat America, and she was pulling up from basically they half court. Beat America. They beat America. They, they beat, beat USA. Team USA. They beat Team USA, not with their top twelve players, when- and. And without their coach, everybody wasn't there. Who wasn't it enough all stars on the court? Wasn't negative. It was enough. They okay. shouldn't have, lost, but I'm okay. saying they did not beat. They did not beat the best of Team USA. I don't care. They beat. They they beat <laughs> professional athletes. They beat trained professional athletes who have been professional athletes for a minute. And so did the 1992 USA men's basketball select team in practice. They beat Jordan and all them. And then what happened in the next practice? They and got also, stomped. And, and, and also, and also, Chuck Daddy said he threw the practice on purpose. And what would and what would happen again if Oregon and all her teammates, even the WNBA ones, played Team USA again? They might win still. No, they wouldn't. How do you know that? They might win still. I don't think that was a fluke. First again. of all, first of all, Sabrina was on the wrong team. Sabrina should have been on the Team USA team, but she wasn't. So if Sabrina's still on Oregon, I'll still give Oregon a shot. Again, I think Sabrina realistically could come in and be a top 10 player in, in the league this year. Why can't she? Why can't she do it? What is the reason as to why she can't? Yes, I, I'm cool with top 10 because I think that she's a top 12 player for Team USA. But you're talking MVP. Yeah. You're talking top five. That's totally you're a top different. Player, usually you have a shot to win MVP if things go right. <laughs> usually. If you go to the NBA and you name the top 10 players, most of them have a shot to win MVP. Are they probably going to get it done every year? Probably not. But they usually have a shot. And 10 would probably be like a dark horse. Where it's like, okay, I can see how that could happen. All right. Here we go. Here we go. So I want to get to them later in the show as a part of my championship contenders. But one of my championship contenders are the Phoenix Mercury. I agree with you. So this is my question to you. Is Sabrina Ionescu going to have a better and more successful season than Skylar Diggins-Smith. She could. She could. I didn't say, I don't want could. Is she? I think her success as measured in team success, probably not. Because I think the Mercury's have just a better basketball team. Then she can't be MVP. Listen, listen. If she not going to have a better season than Skylar Diggins-Smith, she's not going to have a more successful season than her. Listen, she can't, she can't be listen, MVP. Listen, listen, team success. I don't think they will have more team success. Can she have a better individual season? Yes. Then that's great. She can make all in all WNBA. Yeah, but team. yes, yes, but behind I Chelsea Gray. Yes, she's yes. not gonna get it over Chelsea Gray. Yes, but she could. Why can't is she? she is she gonna have a better season than Courtney Vandersloot? She could. Why can't she? Courtney Vandersloot averaged nine assists a game. She averaged nine assists. Sabrina can't average eight. And average that doesn't make you better than these established players who who already know gee, exactly what they're trying to do. Gee, gee, if she comes in averages like 19, 6, and 8 as a rookie. and puts no, up like no, 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 no. If she's going to be MVP, she needs to average more than 20. 
Okay, she and she needs she needs to give me your 22 7 and 7. She could do that's it. Give me that 22 7 and 7. She can be MVP for the next 10 years. The thing that the, and then the, all the free agents can go try to sign with the New York Liberty and play at Barclays. The reason why I think it's possible is because again, I just think that when you look at the hype that's you know surrounding her, I mean, realistically, she was probably, I mean, if not arguably the greatest women's college basketball, well, not the greatest, but at least in my in like the last 20 years, one of them. Yes. Top, yes, I think the greatest is uh is, is, is uh Cheryl Miller. Cheryl. The greatest is Cheryl Miller. But, yeah, but within the last twenty years, she's top three. I think. Would you agree with that? Individually, yes. So she again, didn't have the she didn't have the success to win a championship though. She didn't, you know, but, and that's that's what the great players do in college, like Maya Moore, or even a great player, um, who won all four, uh, like um, Brianna Stewart. You know what I'm saying? Was it? Yeah. Was Connecticut, I mean, Connecticut is like still makes you a great player. Candace Parker yes. won back to back, like yes. championships makes you a great player. It's just yes. it's, that's just how it works. I understand. Yeah. Like if you go yes. to I'm going to think of some random school, um, you go to Chicago State, you could be the greatest player in the world. But if you don't win a championship, you're not going to go down as one of the greatest NCAA players ever. You're just not. I kind of disagree with that. But I hear you. If some dude. From your y'all Chicago Public League, go to Chicago State, and bro average fifty five points a game on some so crazy he's stuff. A legend, then he. But he not gonna be the greatest player in NCAA history or one of the greatest players because he's not going to championship. Look, somebody going college has fifty five points. Yes, they will be. <laughs> yes, if you know how many points fifty five points is, yes, look, they will be. All right, look, there's a guy at Central Michigan. He's playing in TBT tournament now. His name is Marcus King. My man scored fifty a couple times in college. He didn't even get drafted in the NBA. My man is like 5'10". He didn't even get drafted. You probably don't even know who that is. I do not know. Right. He played for the Wizards in Summer League and all this stuff. So, like, you can have these amazing individual app. He, he honestly he averaged, he basically averaged 30 in college for a whole season, which is outrageous. Yeah, but that's one season. If he would have done that throughout his whole career, he would, he would, he would be ranked as. He turned pro after that because he was like, there ain't nothing left for me. And this and this was before this was before all the players when they would have a great season like that, they would just transfer to a bigger program. He now was just like, I'm gonna go pro. Yeah, now you would transfer to a bigger program and see what you can do. Okay, so we're both in agreement, rookie of the year, Sabrina. If there was a second one, I would probably say Kennedy Carter over Satu Sabali. That's fair. Because I think she'll be exciting. And again, I think that she will have the ability to play almost as many minutes as she wants to for the Atlanta Dream. Fair. Not mad at it. Defensive player of the year. The reigning defensive player of the year is Natasha Howard. Natasha Howard. And I, I don't see how. It changes. Yeah, I don't see how she loses it. Now, I think, I personally think NECA is a better individual defender than Natasha Howard. I agree. But. Natasha Howard is going to rack up stats. Yeah, she's she can better do whatever she wants on the court. One point five steals, and she's probably going to get you ten rebounds in the process. Right. I think a, a dark horse for it would be maybe TRP if they got her ball hawking some of these yeah, point guards. Have to play, yeah, but yeah, but because because before it was Natasha Howard, the back to back was Elena Beard. Like they used to give it to. Somebody like that. The thing about TRP is she's going to need more stats. She's going to need more steals. And she's just like a 
stay in front of you, yeah. hard nose, make you You're miss the shot defender yeah. Yeah. or make you not get the ball defender. She's not yeah. getting the stats yeah. that she needs. So I if I talk about stats, then I guess I can see Natasha Howard's teammate that you mentioned before, Jordan Canada. She not going to nah, – Just she stats. Not, yeah, but she not going to – that's what they give defensive player of the year for. They, they give you stats. You get a bunch of steals. You get a bunch of steals, you win the award. They do, but she's not going to win it just off of steals. Like, it's really hard to win that award just off of steals. You usually got to be close to averaging the block, but she's not going to be close to averaging the block because of People size. thought Allen Iverson was a great defender because he got a bunch of steals. No, but I don't think people thought – If you thought A.I. was a great defender, from a fool. No. He played passing lane well. He's not a great defender. He played passing lane well. And also, that's also why it's so hard for guards to win that award. Like even if you look even in the men's game, it's so hard for guards to win uh to, to win on defense player of the year just because you're not gonna rack up the same stats that a big would. Six woman of the year. The reigning six woman of the year is De'Erica Hamby. There's a possibility that the aces could continue to bring her off the bench and just let her play like 30 minutes a game. And if they do, then the award is hers. If they do that, I don't think they should bring her off the bench. I think they should let her start and give her that respect and give her that due. Like you got a player like that who is six woman of the year who hit that crazy shot, who you know is going to play 30 some minutes of the, of the game. You just bring her off the bench just to bring her off the bench. So if it's not her, then naturally, honestly, honestly, I could see it being Raquana. I was going to say that. I mean, I, 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 I think that Christy not being here leaves a hole for scoring that needs to be filled. And right. the one thing we know about Raquana is she can come in and fill it up. And also six man is an award that you usually get for scoring. For the most part, it's usually based off like how many points do you score. Right. It's the highest scoring person off the bench. Yeah, off the bench. So I mean, realistically, that could be Raquana, especially with the whole and I think Christy Tolliver leaves. Cause she can easily score twelve or thirteen points off the bench. Easy in twenty minutes. Easy. If all she's going to do is come in and shoot, which is that's what she's going to do anyway. Because if you start Simone Augustus in TRP or you start Brittany Sykes in TRP, then Raquana is going to cook off the bench. Is she going to come in? I mean, she 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 going to shoot enough to give herself a chance. And she's going to have some games, even off the bench, where she's going to score 25 or 30. Okay, I don't know about 30. I'm about 30. Okay. I bet if Raquana Williams comes off the bench all 22 games, I'm giving her a 30 point night. One? Just one? Yeah. Okay. One sure. One night. Okay, yeah. One, and then one, multiple, multiple yeah. 20 nights. Yeah, that's fair. But that's she's fair. gonna she's gonna have a game when she's just cooking. She makes, you know, four, five threes in a row. Just I mean, that's 15 points right there. That's true. A couple more buckets play a little bit more time because you're going to, you know, in a blowout, you're not going to be playing Simone Augustus out there. She's going to be sit, sitting on the bench. Good Bye. job. Yeah. go. She's going to be like, hey, baby, good job. You know what I'm saying? Fair. So Raquana Williams is my sixth woman of the year. And then most improved. Oh, that's a tough one because most improved is about somebody who is getting a lot more playing time and – then they just have a much higher impact. I guess that's the thing. Do you think Azaree Stevens, who is now on Chicago, do you think she played enough last year where if she plays this year and has a huge impact, she can get most improved? Because I'm seeing somebody from the sky for most improved. See, I was going to say somebody off the sky. 
I want to say Cheyenne Parker, but I think Cheyenne Parker already proved so much last year that there's only so much more she can go up. Honestly, yo, I was honestly thinking, I mean, I know she was an all-star last year, and then that's mm. when you get into the, 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 the like context of what has most improved me. Really? I think that would be good. Say it. Like, nah, damn it. I think what she averaged, what, 16, 5, and 2 in, in a uh, steal last year. She Is can't she... go up to 20? Yeah. Yeah. That's can true. Nah, like for real. If she goes up to like twenty, you know, six. Let's say her assist goes up to three, and like her steal goes up to almost two. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, last year was a good season. Like that was her breakout season, but but that ain't this, right? So I I'm with you, but I would have. But like my pick would actually be Diamond. But that okay. that just depends on like what you consider improvement to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to lock in. Like if somebody like that locks in, give her most improved because if she locks in like that, you're going to have to put her on the all WNBA team first or second. Like she's going to have to be on there. And honestly, that would probably put her on first team because if she's averaging 20 something, she's going to be most likely the best wing in the league, best true wing in the league. I mean, yeah, like I, but that's but that's just my opinion. But then that's 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 when the conversation like what what like most improved means. Like, do you get most improved to somebody who made the All Star game last year? But that's also going to take a concerted effort from the sky because the sky, as great as Diamond is, the sky still has two other All Stars in their backcourt: so. Allie Quigley and, and Vandersloot. From watching the sky, from you know watching the sky, um, from when you know uh, they came to LA, and also from I actually went to a sky game when I was in uh, Chicago. I think sometimes they run too many plays. I think okay. that sometimes a lot of people in like the WNBA they run too many plays, and I think we're we're at the point um, um, where a lot of these women are athletic enough and they are dynamic enough to where you can just give them the ball and kind of move out the way. For instance, I remember even uh, the game in LA that came down to the wire, and I think they gave the ball to like Allie and tried to like run a play or something. Like, no, mm-hmm. just get a ball to Diamond, tell everybody else move, and let her run past women and get to the rim. They can't stop her from getting to the rim. She's right. quicker than everybody, and then like when right. she elevates, she's like a world class athlete. So when she right. elevates, she's basically pretty much at the backboard. She's like at the glass. You're mm-hmm. not gonna block the shot for the most part. Like you'll just give her the ball and let her maneuver. So I think that if they get out of her way, I think she can. I mean, why why can't she average twenty if they get out of her way? And I think that there will be certain times in the game where they will need to get out of her way and just let her rock. But do you think a coach like James Wade, who won one of the coaches of the year awards, do you think a coach like that? will think he's coaching if he just says, get out of her way. That's coaching. Is that coaching? Yeah. Phil Jackson would do it. <laughs> Phil Jackson would do it. And this is Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson would do it. Phil okay. Jackson would be, all right, Mike, do something. You have to humble yourself to do that, though. To not, to, to, to not draw up a play and not use you your other two all-stars see, and not use your big post players and your versatile wings and stuff. I don't think you have to humble yourself. I think you have to just realistically look at what you have and not hold it back. I mean, she is the best player on the team. I think I have to look at what you have, be like, I have a star here. I see what I have in her. Mm-hmm. Then, if that's the, then if that's the case, then other teams need to do that. They All across the league, I consistently Like the aces need to say, Asia Wilson is our star. All across the league, I think they could. This is why I was annoyed with the like the Sparks last year. Chelsea Gray is good enough where you don't need to bring screens over. At some point in okay. time in the games, you should literally just call an ISO for Chelsea. Everybody else move to the other side of the court. Watch her do whatever she's gonna do to the other person, and 
that's how we gonna get our bucket on this possession. I don't Can think she win MVP because she was all WNBA first team last year. Can she, she win MVP? She can, but I think that NECA will probably take away votes from her. So I'm gonna say no. So I think that NECA will take away votes from her. Because who is she passing the ball to? NECA. Right. So I think that NECA will take or away Candace, votes. right? So it's yeah. I, I, I can see that too. Um I don't know. I think that if you're talking about just give the ball to somebody, you know, there are certain players or certain teams that liken themselves to that. Um, I don't think the Phoenix Mercury who are, so I'll give you my three championship contenders real quick. I have the storm one. I've been thinking about it. And oh, finally, the, you're on the, the more, finally, the more I think about finally it, you're here. the more I think about it, the storm have the most complete eight players. Yes. And I'm talking bird Canada, Jewel Lloyd, Alicia Clark, who I looked her up as a 40% three point shooter. Brianna Stewart, Russell, Howard. I think I said Canada and Sammy Wickham. So, like, the Storm, the only thing is they just don't have their coach. So, I think you can beat the Storm. I'm not saying they're undefeatable, but I got to put the Storm first. I got the Spark second, and I got the Phoenix Mercury third. And these are championship contenders. They're all on, like, the same tier. But if I rank them in order, I would rank them like that. You know what? I'm going to go – for third spot of tie between Phoenix and um Chicago. Still? Because you know John Tell Lavender is out now on the sky. Still because I'm looking at what Diamond could possibly do. I just think okay. that Diamond can get uh exponentially better. So you got him tied for third. I have them as my still I still have them as my fourth best team. Well, I have them tied with the Sun as my fourth best team because I was thinking about it and I'm like, man, Dewana Bonner might be cooking. Yeah, because Dewana Bonner is playing with Jasmine Thomas and Alyssa yeah. Thomas, two elite passers. Alyssa Thomas is one of the top assisters at the power forward position. Fix her shoulder? No. But that don't stop her from passing the ball? It don't stop her from passing the ball, but I would just ask if she fix her shoulder. Uh-uh. No, I don't think she fixed them. Okay. Alyssa, please fix your shoulder at some point in time, please. If she, I, I, wanna, I need to get myself on a Connecticut Sun media call and ask her, does she wishes she had the surgery, being that the season started two yeah, months late? Yeah, months late, yeah. You and with the pandemic, out. like if she knew yeah. what she knew now, with the five six months that she's not played she basketball, if she would have just had the surgery, and you know she's a dog, so you know she would have rehabbed the mess out of it and got back quicker than they said. Yeah, agreed. You could tell that by her work ethic. Agreed. So, but I see the Connecticut Sun. They're gonna be a problem because I was listening to a podcast, an interview with Kurt Miller, and Kurt Miller was talking about. Think about it like this: Kurt Miller was saying, "I'm not gonna do it all the time, but I'm thinking about putting Dewana Bonner at the five and letting her cook some of those bigs that can't guard her." She's six four. She could right. She and she's got long arms. I mean, she's got the length of Jonquil, almost Jonquil Jones. She got that the length, not the height, and not the the girth but i mean she's very skinny i um I, I i think connecticut will obviously still be a problem i just did her ceiling is a little bit lower than last year just because john quill like yeah but sometimes they're good but sometimes they're going to struggle to score yeah i got yeah i just think that john quill is just such a huge loss on both but, ends of the court but yeah. i can see them but i can see them getting some wins and i can see them finishing this season making top four 
If Jaquel was playing, I would have picked her for defense player of the year. If Jaquel was playing, I was going to pick her for MVP of the year. All of that. She might have won both. And most improved. <laughs> Just give her every award. Yes. But, and all the and all WNBA, all WNBA defense. Yes. She could have won. She literally could have won. Realistically, she could have won four awards. She could have won MVP. She could have won defensive player of the year. She could have been on the all WN, all WNBA. And the defensive team. I agree. I agree. So again, like I don't think you can replace that. So I think that they'll I do agree with where you had them slotted at, but I, I, I just think that at like a at like a certain point in time there is a ceiling for um for um Connecticut. There is there's definitely a ceiling. I don't see them as championship contenders, but yeah, they're gonna play hard, they're gonna win more games than they lose. Whether so, that's whether that's being 12 and 10 or 13 and 9, they're gonna win more games than they lose, and they're gonna be a competitive team. So, question, bringing it back to the Sparks, right? When you look ahead at their future, do you think that this season is the best chance the Sparks have to win a championship with this roster currently? And if they don't get it done, do you think that some changes need to be made to this Sparks roster, some big changes need to be made to this Sparks roster in the future if they don't get it done this year? No, I would give them one more year because with the addition of Christy Tolliver and Janae and Maria Vadiva, I think that they could run it back again next year. Fair. Because when we're talking about next year, we're only talking about nine months now. Say the season starts back in May, like it's supposed to, Fair. or June, like we're talking about ten months. So by the end, that, by the end of the season, we're talking about eight months. So you think this team has a two-year window? Yes. That's fair. Yes. That's fair. Yes, because this season is not going to be as hard on their bodies because they're not going to have the travel. Uh, it seems like. Candace has a renewed spirit. So if she plays well this year, then she's going to want to keep playing. Her daughter is just going to keep getting older. Her daughter is getting more and more into basketball. So that's going to keep her wanting to play because they're going to have that connection. Now, they're never going to be like LeBron James Sr. and LeBron James Jr. and playing the league at the same time. It's not going to happen, but – is going to keep her engaged in sport basketball. Together, like you know, she can follow the practice. She can, you know, work out with her. You know, just keep, just keep. I feel like that's what kids can do for you sometimes. It's like give you the childlike spirit that you had. Um, right. You know, sometimes it's taken away from you as you as things become more professional, and you know, the game that you love becomes a business. But you can give you like that childlike spirit back to seeing them enjoy the game. You like, man, like I want to enjoy it like that again. Mm-hmm. So and let's see. I'm uh I'm with you. I don't I don't I don't think this roster is too old. Mm-hmm. Um I think and also I think that this season is also an odd season. Right. In every sport. I think the season is like an odd season. So even though if you win, you win, I still think it's kind of an admiration. You know, some things that are happening this year won't happen in like a regular season. Uh, like I said, Christie's not there, Shanae's not there, so even like the dynamics are like a little bit off. So I do think you have to give, you know, this team at least two years to get it done. And it also depends on how they lose. If they lose like they lost to Connecticut, well, we might have to have conversations. If they, lose, if they lose like that again, they probably will have to have a new coach. Then we might have to have conversations. But right. it depends, like I said, how they lose. And, you know, like if they, let's say they go this year, they lose in respectable fashion. Well, okay, you know what you can say. If we had Christy, if we had Sinead, 
we the one that because you know in right. this spots we missed them. But if y'all go out there and get worked out, then we need to have some conversations. But I'm with you. I think this team's two you window. That's the great thing about this team, though. It's half different. And so you got players on here that's trying to show and prove. Like Rashonda Gray is not gonna go out like that. I agree. Brittany Sykes is not gonna go out like that. Like Brittany Sykes was one of the only players hooping on the dream last year, still going hard. Even when the dream weren't doing anything. She was one of the only players. Yeah. Simone Augustus, this literally could be her last year. Last like she's not gonna go out like that. So they got players that's not gonna go out like that. Fair. So even if they lose, I don't see them getting dominated like that. Cause that was like cause that, cause that last year didn't make no sense. Mm-mm. It wasn't supposed to happen like that. You're not you're not supposed to get out rebound about 25. That's it. That is in that is inexcusable. That's almost like playing four on five basketball. Literally, that is inexcusable. Inexcusable. So we'll see. But I do like their chances. I'm uh I'm I'm with you. I have the storm slot at number one. Uh, like you said, I, I just I just think the storm, even looking at what they had last year and how tough of a team they were last year, mm-hmm. and then you know, you add uh, uh Brianna Stewart and Sue Bird back into that. The only thing could be the only issue that I see with the storm is chemistry because you have certain people who stepped up last year and now you may have to ask them to play more of a team role, and that could maybe be an issue. I don't know, but the great thing about it is all of those players that you're talking about for the most part. We're on their 2018 WNBA championship team. Yes, yes, they were. But still, when you get a taste of of, of self-success, the way that they got a taste of it last year, a lot of them played better than – had better individual seasons than what they had that year. So well, you know that- what? Sue Bird is not going to play more than 25 minutes a game, so there's time for her there. If I'm Brianna Stewart, Come I'm on, not bro. trying to play a whole bunch of minutes – in the beginning of the season either. So if Jordan Canada and Natasha Howard want to play 30 some minutes a game, God bless them, as you say. It is a Metal. good problem. It is a good problem to have. There are worse problems you can have in the basketball team than talent. Right. And they and there is a clear drop off between like their eighth, ninth. Honestly, between their like, yeah, between their eighth, ninth and the rest of the team. Like after that, it's just like we got a top seven. We got a top eight, and that's it. So, yeah. like, you don't have people on that back end that's going to be going up against saying, like, oh, I need Natasha Howard minutes. It's true. I mean, they did get Morgan Tuck, but saying, like, oh, I need uh, Brianna Stewart minutes. No. Nah. I need Jordan Cannon. No. No. So they just got to divide up the minutes between their top eight. And then with LA, um, even with the loss of, even with the loss of Christy and with the loss of Shanae, um, I think they can manage it. Um, I think they can salvage. I mean, I was even um, looking at some uh, some uh, some uh, highlights of uh, Tay uh, mm-hmm. Cooper. Um, she's a guard. Like I think that I, I wouldn't want to talk to her and ask her a question. Like, yo, like, not were you happy that Christie's not playing? Because obviously, you are going to learn from Chris Tolliver. But like, did it excite you knowing that you would probably get some chance, some time to handle the ball? And I think that last year, what they well, were she missing, wasn't going to be on the team if there was exactly. Chris and I think that last year, what they were missing was another actual point guard. Like if okay. Chris, like if Chelsea wasn't in the game, and let's say Candace was hurt or something like that, who was handling the ball now? Ooh, that's why Chelsea had to play. Well, it was it was supposed to be Alexis Jones, but she was hurt, and then 
she kind of came back and she just never really got back into the rhythm. She seems like a little bit more of uh, she's still more of a combo. Yeah, like she to me seems like she could be a floor general. So um I like the stabilization that they have in their um backcourt. I still think they have scoring. Um hopefully Candace can be healthier than what she was last year. Um obviously Candace, I think, still has a lot of basketball left in her. And you I mean you even saw like when she came back off of injury, she had that little what when she was uh, commerce player of the week. Right. Yeah, that's when yeah. when when she was healthy last year, she played great. The only time she didn't really play good is when you could clearly see like something was ailing on her. Um, yeah. also think it frees up NECA to play more minutes because Shanae isn't there. It frees up NECA to play more minutes, you know. So you're so like you're not thinking as hard about the um rotation, which is never a bad thing. Um, TRP, hopefully her shoulders are good now. You know, she has shoulders injury, just running through screens. Hopefully, her shoulders are good now. Should, um, be. should be. Hopefully, attrition won't pack on too much throughout this season because, like you said, it's 22 games. Maybe with the playoffs, you add that, you may get to what 30 games maximum. 30 games maximum you might get to? Well, you got two five-game series because the semifinals and the finals will be five-game series. So that's could be an extra 10. So you make it goes to that the, long. And then there's – maximum. And then you would – yeah. 30, so you get so basically you get a regular season. And then also their European seasons, a lot of them were cut short because of COVID. Right. So they should be a little bit healthier. Um, And, yeah, and, 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 and I think Fish – as a coach, has learned from him from his mistakes last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think he kind of got shocked. I think he thought it was. I don't. I'm not speaking for him, but I think that maybe he might have thought that it might have been easy, um, and not realizing that it's a completely different game from. But it, it, it's a different style from the NBA. You have to coach look up to things a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he might have gotten shocked, or in certain situations, got grossly. I mean, in the, the I think in the um, Connecticut series, he got out coached. I think that was a lesson for him. You know, I think he'll look back on it and be like, you know what? I can get better from this. Just like players can get better, I think coaches can can also get better. So I think he will come back a better coach than what he was last year. And then Phoenix, obviously, when you look at Phoenix, you just have to look at the trio of, of you know, uh, uh, Skylar Diggins, um, uh, uh, Brittany Griner, and Diana Taurasi. I think that right. that big three is comparable to any big three in the league. So That's the thing. The Sparks, the Storm, and the Mercury – could literally have each of those three teams could literally have three of the top 10 players in the league. Yeah. There could be a situation where if Skyler, Diana and Brittany Griner are cooking, they three of the top 10 players in the league, the Sparks, Chelsea Gray, <clears throat> Neka Gumake, and Candace Parker. If they're cooking three of the top 10 players in the league, same with the storm, Natasha Howard, Brianna Stewart, and Sue Bird could easily be three of the top ten players in the league. I don't know if Sue Birds will have enough minutes. Yeah, I don't know but, if Sue Bird will have enough minutes, but right. But you see what I'm saying? So, like all of those teams, depending on how they're playing, they could all just be the best best team in the league. Yeah, I think this they could is, all end up being the champion. Yeah, I think this is the least that since like I've been paying, man. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say ever because I wouldn't know. But I think this might be one of the first years since I've been paying attention where it seems like you actually have actual super teams, but like multiple of them. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you know, you could say Phoenix had a super team. You could say well, Seattle. Phoenix always had Bonner, though. So they just switched out Bonner for Skylar Diggins. But Sky is a different makes, level of Yeah, super like, team. I think that's what makes it Notoriety. a super team. Notoriety. Yeah, it's a different level of difference. It's a different level of notoriety. Like, you talking about three of the, I probably want to say, most famous names in, women, in, on, in women's basketball ever on one team. 
Would I be wrong in saying that? No. No, and you even with the sparks, you NECA. I mean, well, Sinead's not playing now, but NECA right. and Christie and Christie's not playing now. But still, like when you looked at that roster on paper, I think even the casual fan would have seen those names before. Mm-hmm. And and I don't think that you've seen players because I don't think you 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 saw free agency um the way that it was in the past, the way it was this year. And I think that that's what allowed for you know these these interesting team combinations um to uh form. You talk about star power. You say she's a sleeper for MVP. Again, the Liberty. I mean, Liberty can put any other four players out there with Sabrina and people going to be watching. They're going to be watching. But again, that's also why I think Sabrina has a chance because people are so interested in Sabrina. So if she comes in and matches expectations or let's say exceeds expectations and let's say Liberty make the playoffs, let's say they win a game in the playoffs. I think I think that's best case scenario for the league. You want that. You want her to come in and 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 you know be great. You want her to come in and do that. You do. You do. I mean, you want her to be good. You want her to be great. Um, you want the Liberty to be competitive because she's New York on top of that. Right. New York. Next year, they're going to be in Barclays Center. Right. So you want her to be at at her absolute best and do everything she could do because next year you're going to be in Barclays Center. So imagine you can get, you know, the Sparks great. You got a team in Vegas that's good. Now you got the Liberty that's great. No, you do want her to be great. Um, I guess I, the only other thing I would say is that, you know, when you talk about Sabrina, it's just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I just, I'm curious to see the transition. Like we saw it in one game against Team USA. She's practiced with Team USA before. She's even played in a game with Team USA on the senior national team before. But I just want to see it in practice because an application is all there. It makes sense. But I want to see it in practice. Okay. And the other and the other thing is, is we're gonna to have to give these players some grace for the first, definitely the first week, if not the first two or three weeks, because we're talking about shape. Agreed. Like who's in shape? Some players are gonna be 95% of the way there, others are gonna be like 70. Agreed. And I don't think anybody is gonna be like out of shape. But well, they won't be in basketball shape, right? And that's totally different. Run up and running up and down the court. <clears throat> you playing a lot of minutes. You run up and down the court, and you done ran six, seven miles. <laughs> yeah, like literally, and you just played thirty minutes. So yeah. we just have to see see what that's like. I'm just I'm just curious to see the the fitness level, and that's again why I say I want to see expanded rotations. That's fair. That's fair. Let everybody play because it's going to be great if in the first week before the NBA starts, if we're watching these ladies get up and down and it's that brand of basketball, where it's high scoring, a lot of threes up and down, that's going to be exciting to a casual fan who has not been exposed to the WNBA probably since Cynthia Cooper was raising the roof. If yeah. they are somebody my age or, or earlier, or if it's somebody younger that's never watched it. I agree. If you're watching them get up and down, because that's the benefit to the TBT. Like they play defense, but most of the games are, are close. They get up and down and then they have that special, they have that special element. What'd you say? People want to see offense. Yeah. It's what it is. Like that's what the, uh, which is also why I, I I think the finals last year were some of the best um 
WNBA basketball, well, some some of the best basketball because I do think the finals the year before were uh, were uh, very exciting. But I think that this year it was different because it was so fast paced. It was so many threes, um, and it was a very relatable and uh, enjoyable style for the casual fan. I think even the casual fan could turn on the final last and be like, "Yo, I like this. Mm-hmm. I really, really like this." And again, that's why I was so excited that the Mystics won because teams usually copy the winner. And I think that copying, and again, I said millions of times, every, the tallest players are 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, the tallest players are a NBA shooting guard. Everybody should be shooting threes. There's not a single human being on the court who shouldn't shoot threes. Everybody should be chucking them. Everybody. No, you're, right. you're right. Everybody. The tallest players probably got a better chance of hitting them. They do. So everybody and, should be shooting them. And again, I just want to wrap up with this. So I'm really looking at Candace Parker to come out and cook this year. Again, we're talking about 22 games. It's not a long time. It's just a matter of weeks. And this season is over. I think she's going to be good, but I just want to see how, like, how, how good. I mean, obviously she'll be good. I just want to see, like, how good. Because that's that's the thing, man. Like, last season, Candace Parker missed so many easy layups. So many easy layups. Just easy buckets. So many. There's so many opportunities for easy buckets in basketball, especially in the WNBA, especially in the WNBA bubble, especially in the wobble. Like, you got so many opportunities for easy baskets. That's why I said Christina Nigwe, with her limited minutes, can shoot 60%. That's now, I don't think Candace Parker can shoot 60% because she's going to be getting a lot of shots, but Candace Parker could shoot 55%. If she shot 55% with also shooting threes, that would be incredible. She could. That would be a incredible season if she shot. Now she needs to limit those threes. She takes a lot of just shoot because I want to shoot threes. They're usually open. They're usually never bad shots. That's they true. They might be quick, but they usually are open. She just so that's why I'm saying she can shoot fifty five percent because Candace Parker, all them easy buckets, she should not be missing those. I agree. That should be 90 percent. Her easy shots. Half her shots are easy shots. I agree. And if she misses, she's getting fouled, so it doesn't count for your percentage unless you make it. Same with NECA. NECA should be close to 60%. Like NECA these, are, these are easy buckets. Now, NECA's going to shoot more threes like she's been doing, though. But wasn't NECA at 50% last year? Or was it at like 49? Uh, she was above 50. Was it, I think she's yeah. 51, right? 51 or 50. Well, that was because she was shooting all the threes. But there was inside easy shots. That's the thing. If the Sparks lock in and the Sparks make the shots they're supposed to make, the Sparks will be in the finals. Now, will they win the finals? Last year shot uh, over overall 51%, but from two, she shot 54%. Okay. So from two, she should be shooting 60%. That's realistic. For her, that's realistic, I think. Candace Parker, from two, should be shooting 60%. What did she uh, What did she Oh, shoot? hers was horrible. I don't think she's 60%. I think is a little bit unrealistic. From two, I, from two, she should not be shooting shot, mid-range jumpers. She shot 48% last year from two. She should she's not never, be shooting. She's never shot 60% from two, though, bro. Her highest is 53. So I think realistically, she could get back to the shooting 53%. Okay. All right. Well, maybe she shouldn't. But NECA should be 60. But that's the thing. Like, if you just focus on these easy layup shots you got, these putbacks, and these close shots, like, that's buckets all day. 
60 is a little bit ambitious. I do think that NECA could probably shoot 56. NECA and Christina Nigwe. I think I'm that challenging them to shoot 60% from two. The highest NECA shot was, well, no, NECA did shoot 66% from two one year. Exactly. I'm challenging NECA to shoot 60% from two. And Christina Nigway. 2007, she shot 56%. No, not 50 cents. 59% from two. Yeah, for Nekas, yeah, it's reasonable. Reasonable. Both reasonable. of them. Um, but uh, Nigway, too. Like, you need two players that's making the easy buckets. Easy buckets you get yeah. two players that's making the easy buckets, the Sparks are probably going to win 16, 17 games that's out fair. of 22. That's fair. And 16, 17 games is going to put you in the top four, if not in the top three, and maybe two. It might win you the. It might win you probably playing what twenty two games, right? It might win five games. You you probably that's probably I mean, well. The Mystics game. barely lost five games in the whole thirty. Well, they gonna lose one to five games this year. <laughs> they gonna lose what they gonna lose. What if they don't? Five games this year. Yo, what if they don't? What if the Mystics are so good that their system can just be played with who they have? Because that's that's what I wanted to say. So I was look. So I, again, I did a deeper dive into the Mystics, and I got to give the Mystics a lot more credit because Ariel Atkins is an all WNBA defensive player. So she's going to be playing more minutes. So you got somebody locking in more defense. Leilani Mitchell is basically shooting 40% from three. Now I know I said they only had one guard, but they got a guard. They got a point guard. Ariel Powers, we know she can score. And we know she's not shy about shooting. She almost is more willing to shoot than Raquana Williams. Like Ariel get the ball, she's shooting. <laughs> About more, but she definitely will. Uh, uh, I don't know because more. Ariel Powers has kind of been trained like that her whole career. Because when she played at Michigan State in college, like it was the Ariel Powers show. By the way, off subject, I think they will have a problem with rebounding though. Who the Wizards? I mean, not the Wizards, the, the Mystics. Mystics. Yeah, I think they will have a problem with rebounding. Well, they still have um Tiana Hawkins. Yeah, but even she was only giving you four. If Deladon Emma don't play, rebounds. huh? Emma Misum in rebounds. Yeah, but Emma was only giving you four. And I think the highest Emma was giving you was five. Well, I, I guess they better not miss. I, I, I think they'll have they a got a problem with rebounding. They better not miss. I'm just saying, I, 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 I think they might have a problem with that. And Tina's not going to be there. And it right. looks like Deladon not going to be there. Right. Who was who was who lost averaging eight? They might have a serious problem rebounding the basketball. Well, the coach, Mike Tebow, says that their goal is to outscore teams. Well, they gonna outscore teams and never mind. But at a, well, if 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 they gonna shoot so good that they gonna outscore teams and never mind. But also in that you losing the 50, 40, 90 player. I know. I'm gonna throw that in well, there. Emma Mieseman was a 50, 40, 90 player though. Emma was Emma qualified. was fifty forty ninety. She was she 50, 40, qualified. She didn't play enough games. She was fifty forty ninety. That's what I'm saying, man. That's a that's an MVP candidate right there with more usage. That's an MVP candidate. She showed it in the finals. Against the second best team in the league, I don't disagree with you. I, she already I, showed us. I knew you was gonna say Emma when you said so. I was like, you probably gonna say Emma. I respect it. She I'm not disagreeing. So there's there's gonna be some some middle tier teams like for me, the Mystics and the Sun. Like they're gonna give some people some problems. Now, are they gonna beat you in a five game series? I don't think so. I think you can beat them in a five-game series, but I wouldn't want to play them in a single elimination in the first or second round in the playoffs. Especially not the Mystics, because if they get hot, then just even the Sun. Dewan and Bonner scored thirty on you. Like, what you gonna do? You gonna do nothing but lose. 
and they can still be physical with you as well. And like you said, right. you put, let's say you put Dewana at you know the five, and you got a bigger five, and you know she's not mobile enough to deal with that. That can definitely because I mean Dewana can bring the ball up court. So right. you know that like even messes with your offense. Well, Dewana can do everything on the court, but truly defend a five in the post. Yeah. And I'm sure she spent a, a practice time or two in all the years she played with the Mercury trying to guard, guard. Brittany Griner. I'm sure she didn't try it. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't work. <laughs> but I'm sure she, she tried. tried. She tried. And that's the thing. Like, post players only get the ball when somebody passes it to them. That is so true. So if the other team wants to neglect the fact that they have a bigger post player against the Wanda Bonner and don't take advantage of it. And also, and, and 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 also the way to the way to help her out is you know Jasmine Thomas' first team was first team all defense, which second team all defense last year. One of the two, I'm not sure. Hawk the guards because if yeah. you hawk the guards up court and now you push the big to having to get the ball somewhere that they're not comfortable with, like getting the ball, you just busted the whole play up, and also you give her a better chance to play defense. Like if you hawk the guard up court, she get the ball up court with like I don't know, 14 left on the clock. Right, walking a two, and I see trying to pass the ball in, not a big get it with like seven, six seconds left, and and they get it, you know, fifteen feet away from the rim as opposed yeah, to the guard, Brianne January, who is a former All Star, so they got her from the Mercury. Now she's a little older, but I mean, when you're a former All Star, you know how to play basketball. I agree. You just know how to play. Like there's some things, there's some things in basketball that translate forever. They translate forever, and the mental acuity, the mental acuity can outplay a physical, a physical athlete free. And defense is one. Defense is something you can play forever. Now maybe your man defense might slip, but your defensive IQ can still be there, and, and like you can still tell somebody the right spot to be in. Right. So, yeah. What you think about the links? We haven't talked about the links on any show. Um... They have Sylvia Fowles. They have Nafisa Collier. They did get Crystal Dangerfield from Connecticut. They got your girl, not my girl, Rachel Bantam. Might let her go out there and cook. They got your other girl, Lexi Brown. Shout out to Lexi. They got some cookers out there. They got some chefs. They got some people that's not with they got some people that's not shy about shooting the ball. I haven't analyzed them. So I'm not gonna speak too much on it. I'm gonna say I don't because I literally, I literally have not even thought about them throughout this whole process. That's my fault. But I literally have not even thought about it's them. It's a playoff team to me. But I do think that, yeah, I'm with you. I think they can make the playoffs. Now, what they can do when they get there, who knows? But I do think Ooh. that they can make the playoffs. Yo, that's another sleeper for MVP. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Nafisa yeah. Collier. See, she was rookie of the year last year, Nafisa Collier. Like she should get as much usage as she wants. Yeah. Her fiance is a pro basketball trainer who she's been training with. Okay. He was one of the people who trained Gigi. Mm. So, I mean, she's and had access to basketball minds to help her improve. They named her one of the captains of the Lynx now. She went from basically not being a starter her rookie season. She wasn't even supposed to start to being, to being to be a rookie of the year. Awesome. Now she takes another step. What if she takes a diamond to shield step? She could. So I mean, yeah. I mean, like, even yeah. when I saw her playing LA, she's a very balanced player. Super balanced. Balanced. She can rebound, she can score, she can defend. She's very, very well balanced. Like, I don't really see too many flaws in her game, especially at her spot. She plays wing. Like, she 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 is a 
to me, she's a more three four. She is three four, definitely. More she played three, more four in college. Yeah, she's more three four. Like Diamond is more like three two. Right. I think she's more three four, but for what she is, she's very balanced and she plays her role really, really well. So I mean, yeah, she could. Why not? Yeah. Because she's going to have to take pressure off Sylvia Files, and they're going to have to rely on Nafisa more because they don't have another all WNBA player, Odyssey Sims. Yeah. Like that was an all-star who ended up making second team all WNBA. Yeah. So they had a playoff game that we did that uh she was what? She was tripping in the um playoff game against, I, uh, yeah. against uh, Seattle. She was tripping in the playoff game against Seattle. But yes, but yes, it is a quality guard. Oh, I thought you. Oh, I thought you was gonna say she was tripping when she played against the Sparks. Nah, nah, nah. I mean, she was probably she was probably tripping that game too. But I'm talking about the playoff game. The playoff game. She was tripping. Tripping isn't good or bad. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. She gets a little. Ah. Gets a little too. Too locked in on an opponent. Yeah. Because Odyssey Sims was with the Sparks when they won their championship. Yeah. So, and then Odyssey Sims was, I mean, the Sparks essentially, they just dumped her because they traded somebody who ended up being an all star, all WNBA for Alexis Jones, who came off the bench and barely got any tick. So. I don't know about that either. But all right. I, I feel good about this show. So next week, we got training camp coming up in the WNBA. All the teams are going to start doing, hopefully they'll start doing media days and stuff like that. So there'll be a lot more to talk about. A, lot more, a lot more players to talk to. I'm looking forward to talking to Derek Fisher, seeing what he has to say, seeing what he's learned, but also talking to some of these players and you know, not necessarily looking for chinks in the armor yet because you got to watch them play yeah. before you can really say like, well, always oh, said this, but they're doing that. But let's just see how the mindset has changed. I, I, that, and I'm looking forward to just the content coming from it. Like, again, like I, I, um, I think we can just get some really, really cool content. Like, I think these women are creative. <laughs> they have great personalities. And again, I think that this is this this can be a showcase for their personality because again, only they can tell the story of what's going on there. Oh, their content has been amazing. I yeah. mean, there's several of them I can think of off the top of my head. Isabel Harris has a YouTube channel. Lexi Brown has a YouTube channel. Bella Allery has a YouTube channel. If I'm missing anybody else that has a YouTube channel that's inside the Wubble, I apologize. But you can follow like the hashtag Wubble, and like, yo, they're doing like. Like you said, they're doing like dances on TikTok. They're doing their own YouTube. Uh, Taya Cooper did a mukbang. Yeah. <laughs> she was eating crab on IG. Yeah, yeah, and if you know anything about watching videos of people watching food, apparently people love to watch people eat crab. Yeah, for whatever but crab reason. in particular. I don't know why, but for whatever reason. Have you ever watched any of those videos? No. No. I'll tell you about it off air. But it's something about crab that people love. All right. You just leave it at that. <laughs> but all right, y'all. Appreciate y'all watching. You've been watching the Spark Report. You've been listening to the Spark Report. You can check me out on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at John W. Davis. Fabby, where, where can we find you at, man? Oh, uh, man. You can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at Pabby World. Um, go check out my new project. Uh, it's called I Just Feel Like Rappers. Me rapping up a whole bunch of soul samples. Um, yeah, go check it out at Pavverse.com. And uh, yeah.
And you could also check out my WNBA articles at winsider.com. All right, y'all. Peace. All right.